0: Greetings, welcome inside. Happy Monday, happy Thanksgiving week. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico studios.
3: Oh,
0: as uh, everybody is trying to figure things out this week, everybody's big plans to get together, to not get together, to think the Jets are going to win, maybe they're not going to win. A lot of things we're dealing with, Mike Harmon. Plus nine, things. baby. That's all that matters. You Keenan Allen can have stats for days, oh but Jets God. plus nine. Oh, my God. Dude, have you been thinking about that like all weekend? Yeah, your, your upset special pick? The well, Jets between getting that
3: and just, <laughs> I mean, the number of people that absolutely hate me because mm. of my opinion on the fantasy conundrum and controversy of the week regarding the dual position eligibility of Taysom Hill. I'll we have all what. these things.
0: We have all these things. We got Florida State ducking Clemson. Yeah. We have the game tonight. We have Joe Burrow. We have the yeah. that Dallas Cowboys. And you open up with I had the Jets plus nine. I mean, you, you know, well, that's, a, I mean, that's a that's a very Brent Musburger like open for you tonight. Well, but
3: just for the number of times that I've had to sit through <laughs> Jets talk, Mets talk, everything else. The fact that we didn't do the proposal of a Bobby Bonilla day complete with a car riding around a field and a novelty <laughs> check last week. I wanted to come take your temperature, make no, sure okay. you were OK, that you hadn't gone daft after turning 50. No, <laughs> I
0: tell you what, I'd like to just uh, no, no, I'm, I'm feeling OK. You, listen, okay. I, I, after last week, after turning 50, I realized that, you know, many things. Uh, one thing is, boy, I think about coffee a lot more than I did. When I was it's in my forties and thirties, I started. I, I introduced a lot that coffee. drug to you, and that was it. Where's Where's uh, you know what? I can I Can I have coffee? Can I have coffee now? Can I have coffee later? <laughs> How late can I have coffee? When, Just when's put it cut in my time? vein. When's the, When's the cutoff time for me to stop having coffee? If I have half a cup of coffee, or is that okay? Should I stop the cup here, or should I? If I have a full <laughs> cup of coffee, should I get a mocha because then that's a little bit less coffee? I can have that later on at night. I, I think about coffee a lot now. You sound like uh, Will Ferrell and kicking and screaming when he's at the
3: <laughs> coffee bar with his kid trying to figure out what he should order. Uh, can I have a half caffeinated and half decaffeinated? Is, is, is that something you could do? A uh, half calf. It's like, we're going to have a half calf. We're going to have a half calf. That's, that's uh, Jason Smith here at age 50.
0: Fox Sports Radio. Welcome inside, Jason and Mike. Uh, before we get to – well, look, we have so much big news in the NFL this week, but right now there is a dandy of a game going on. Tampa Bay and the Rams tied at 17, 8 and a half to go in the third quarter. Rams just missed a field goal that would have given them the lead. Uh, Watching these teams play tonight, and I I understand that, you know, the Saints, you know, beat the crap out of the Bucs twice already this year. Maybe it's just that the Saints are a bad matchup for the Buccaneers, and that's the team they want to avoid in the playoffs because, boy, if they have to play the Saints again, Drew Brees, no Drew Brees, uh, that might be too much for them. But, man, watching them play – Now I I see the hierarchy in the NFC, and I don't know that the three best teams, we're not seeing two of them right now because the NFC has come back to the pack so much, Mike, in in the last uh, few weeks. It's not been Seattle running away with the West like we thought it was going to be. It's not been Green Bay going, look at Aaron Rodgers in this MVP season. No, they've come back to the pack a little bit. The the NFC East is just an absolute mess, we'll get to that in a few minutes. But I'm watching this game tonight, and I'm going, boy, Tampa – the Rams, the Saints, those are the three best teams in the NFC, and I don't know that 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 right now, Tampa and the Rams aren't aren't the two best teams in the NFC. I, I get it. Look, the Saints were terrific, and they won a couple of games, but wow, the, the way this game back and forth, this is a heavyweight matchup right now. You have the Rams who are succeeding despite the fact they're not running the football at all. all right. They run the ball 40 times a game, and they are not running the ball at all tonight, and Jared Goff is up at 250 yards already, and we're in the middle of the third quarter, and Tampa Bay keeps finding Finding weapons. I mean, I, I think they have seven receivers active at one time. I'm expecting Joe Juravicious to catch a pass at any Ooh, point. Nicely now. done. And, and and the way the Tampa Bay Buccaneers keep moving down the field, it's just they've taken a while to get going to get consistent and there's been some stops and starts but this is still a 7-3 and three team uh, that is looking to lay waste to everyone offensively because I don't know how you cover all the weapons. I mean we are seeing a game right now between two teams that in the last few weeks we're seeing them really take that big jump and play play at a high level. Yeah, it's fun to, fun to watch this
3: one. As you mentioned, the running game's not exactly featured by either team in this. Uh, as we sit here with 825 left in the third, the Rams have rushed nine times for 15 yards, the Buccaneers 11 times for 21 yards, and uh, Leonard Fournette Touchdown plunge. Otherwise, it's just a full-on aerial assault. Cooper Cup was over a hundred yards at halftime with a catch in the second half. Robert Woods is now over a hundred. Uh, the most athletic play we've seen all night, though, was really at the end of the first half, Jason, where we had the uh, offensive line have to shuttle thirty-five yards after a Woods reception to get that kick in with one second to clock the ball with one mm-hmm. second remaining. Yeah. Now that was a fire drill. That was impressive. Beyond all belief. Uh, and then we're watching Antonio Brown just rack up PPR uh, numbers. Mike Evans with that powerhouse move that everybody loved. Uh, it's just fun to watch the evolution of the squad, right? Jared Goff, other than the gaff to Jason Pierre-Paul trying to set up a screen, he's been fantastic tonight. Looking down, checking down to second, third targets. And Brady has been efficient taking advantage of the wanting of all referee crews to throw flags on pass interference, even if there's really nothing there. Because you've had a couple of phantom ones on Jalen Ramsey uh, as we've watched that over the course of the night. So you, you look at them, you look at the – you got the Bucks, you got the Rams. Seattle is still dangerous. Now that Carlos Hyde is back to run the football, and in theory Chris Carson joins him next week. If that's the case, then now we start looking for balance. We saw Dunlap and Adams, what they meant to the defense this past week. So you've got three teams – in the NFC South, and then you have the Seahawks. There's there's your four that stand atop, and then the Packers. Look, they just got outgunned by Indianapolis and Philip Rivers. You ever think you'd say that? No, I didn't no. think you'd say that either. Uh, but you know, so there there were in ways maybe maybe a step back because of the defense. But otherwise, you're looking at those four teams creating separation. It's just funny that three of them are in the same division.
0: Uh, Tom Brady just threw a pick. Uh, either was a miscommunication or he just threw a really bad pass. Rams get a great return. They are now inside Tampa Bay territory. Uh, again, this is tied at 17, uh, still midway through the third quarter. A lot of football left. In this one. Uh, Meanwhile, the big news of the day in the NFL, Joe Burrow, as he first told everybody yesterday, probably Schefter and all the insiders are going, hey, come on, you're scooping us. Uh, After a bad looking knee injury, Joe Burrow tweeted out, hey, see you guys next year. Uh, Can't keep me down. And the diagnosis came in fully today that after getting smashed uh, in a sack uh, against the Redskins or against Washington yesterday, uh, Joe Burrow now has a torn ACL a torn MCL and other knee damage. Uh, this is about as bad as it could be for Joe Burrow, who was upbeat, uh, as, as we heard, you know, coming back into, into Bengals uh, facilities today, that he was as good as you could think a guy who's now out for the year with a torn ACL is. Um, so obviously this is just a shame because he was having such a phenomenal season as a rookie quarterback. He came in, he got it right away. I mean, he was a light for the Cincinnati Bengals, and now you're looking at a long rehab for Burrow and him coming back. It kind of reminds me of you know the, every generation history repeats itself. When Carson Palmer got hurt and he tore his ACL in the playoffs, when how how long until Carson can come back? And he come. This is when Carson Palmer is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he gets hurt. Kimo von Olhoff rolls on his knee. Uh, that was the Bengals' best chance to make, potentially win the Super Bowl. They lose that game, and it was a whole summer of Carson's coming back. Carson's coming back. And we're kind of going to be doing that for Joe Burrow. Can he come back for the beginning of next year? Can he come back? Because this is a long-term injury. But the first thing, Mike, is that, you know, seeing everybody today going, this is the Bengals' fault, right? Bengals going to bangle. It's the Bengals' fault. Oh, they got Joe Burrow hurt. They didn't have a good enough team. You know what? This It's tackle football. Alright, tackle football What were you going to do? Not play him? You can't go out and sign the best five free agent uh, offensive linemen in the game. You know, you do your best trying to put people around him and you, some once in a while a guy's going to get hit and a guy's going to get hurt. I mean, that's the way it goes. I know it stinks because you would think that we see these injuries a little bit less in quarterbacks now because of the rules that are in place to protect them, but still it's this is what football is and once in a while this happens to a guy and it's awful and it's, and it's terrible and I feel awful for him and awful for the Bengals but you got to stop with this all oh, it's the Bengals fault start this is not the Bengals fault oh well, if you would just had a better left tackle okay you, you got 25 million dollars for, for a left tackle I mean you, you, you every everybody's doing their best trying to put a team out there and it's not like hey you know we're just going to ignore the offensive line uh you know you had a lot of positions to figure out in a football team this is not just Bengals going to Bengal.
3: Well, I would say there's two things to it. Number one, I was all for Operation Shutdown said so on this show several weeks ago. You saw what you needed from Burrow. Uh, stop setting up as a sacrificial lamb, especially because you can't run the football. So you're dropping him back 40 times. Okay, so that's fine. We, we're, we don't do that. That's more just hot take nonsense. I get it. But raise my hand just saying, you know, it's, it's on the table when you realize, all right, we got the star of the future. Let's not get him killed. To that end, what the Bengals could have done was let's change the play calling to get the ball out of his hands faster. And again, on, on this particular play, you know, it it's just horrible to watch the way that leg gets submarined. But just their play calling over the last 10 weeks is just – we're keep running the the stretch plays, and I, I like that you want to go vertical, but as soon as you realize that that offensive line is Swiss cheese, which we recognized a long time ago, right, watching him get bludgeoned, you got to start changing the play calling. You got you got to start working the quick outs, quick passes, get the ball out of his hands. So I, w- I will blame the Bengals for that. I know you got a cannon of an arm, and you got a guy that you know for a long time should be your your benchmark at the position, and and be one of the young up and coming stars. But the reality is, you, you knew you didn't have the five guys up front that we're going to be able to protect him and he was already taking just a ton of unnecessary hits part of it's holding the ball too long right so he takes his his blame or takes his quarterback rookie lumps along the way right don't see you, you see it better in year 5 than you do in year 1 as stuff breaks out and you get quicker at getting the ball out but to just from the bangle side that would be the only thing i'd fault from it from just an offensive uh, blueprint that they were trying to trying to work through is just get the ball out faster. And, yes, the everybody said it. It's tackle football. There's freak accidents, freak injuries. You got a good defensive line from Washington uh, that, that they got the hit, right? And Chase Young checked on him immediately, knew that what happened was – uh, going to present a, a very difficult situation. So wish Joe Burrow all the best and hopefully a speedy recovery so we can get back out there the sling in it, hopefully with five guys that are amped and,
0: and ready to uh, keep him upright. See, the thing is that, that there's only so much you can do. When, when it comes down to that, like, you okay, but every play call isn't going to be a three-step drop, right? Every, every play call can't be that. Every, you can't just say, you got to get rid of the ball. Well, what if I want to hold on to it and wait for my uh, uh, my secondary or tertiary receiver to come open? No, you can't do that. you got to throw it. I mean, in the end, there's only so much you can do, and and it's, and it's the guy needs to play. You're only going to get better by playing. You know, at his point, he showed he can do it, and it, it's it's too bad because in retrospect, you say, oh, boy, how do you not do it? But But this is kind of how it works. Guys play, and if they're ineffective, then they don't play, and that—that's kind of what it is. It's, you know, if if you if you sit back and say, all right, let's put Joe Burrow out there, and we have an offensive line, and he's getting sacked 15 times a game, right? It's just they can't even move the ball down there. It's like the Bears' offensive line. Nick Foles takes three steps back, and he's already falling down. All right, well then I could then I could see it, but they're moving the ball down the field. The Bengals are scoring points. He's throwing for a lot of yards. I mean, it, it offensively things were working. It's not like it. He's, he's, he's ten for thirty, or you know, throwing for eighty-five yards, like like two has been a couple of times where man, maybe he should come out of the game a little bit. I mean, the, the offense was succeeding; he was succeeding. You know, I, I I can't look back and say, oh, yeah, well, because he got hurt, you should have done X, Y, and Z. I, I think that's a little too much Monday morning quarterback. As Rap much it. as I like Monday morning quarterbacking,
3: no, that's fine. I, I <laughs> we, we we could debate this for hours, but uh, the clock says we can't. So uh, the buzzer sounds to save you for round one.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Okay. Listen, j- listen. Just, just whatever you do, I know you're happy you made money on getting the Jets, getting nine points against the Chargers. Be happy with that. I know you're very, very excited.
3: Wow. It's one of many wins this weekend. They're all, right, all the, over the place. I'm just picking up like dimes.
0: I'm just picking up W's. You're, you're eating W's like Jameis? Uh, well, well, you can't say like Jameis. No, like that's, that's Hill? A, no, no. no that's, that's a like painful thing for him <laughs> right now. He's being mocked for eating <laughs> W's again. Uh, The Rams take the lead over the Buccaneers. They get into the end zone. Jared Goff, a touchdown pass to Akers for four yards. The extra point is good. Make it 24-17. Five and a half to go in the third quarter. Jared Goff is over 300 yards for the night and three touchdowns for the Rams as they lead this one by a touchdown. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods already both over 100 yards each for the Rams. We'll have more on this game, but coming up next, we have a new favorite in one division in the NFL, and you're not going to believe who it is. Cleveland! It's, got, it's not clean. Stop. Stop. And it's got everything to do with watermelons.
1: That's next. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
4: You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Thurow Podcast Network, available on the
2: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hello! Live from the Geico Studios, where it's still 24-17, Rams with the lead over Tampa. Still three and a half minutes to go in the third quarter, Rams with the football. We'll keep you updated. But before we get back into the NFL, uh, this story, uh, very new in the last 45 minutes, the Tampa Bay Rays are now, quote, open to the idea of trading Blake Snell, this according to MLB.com. Uh, I can't say, Mike, I am surprised at all by this. Story. If you said, you said headlines that will not shock you at all, I would say, hey, Tampa Bay looking to trade Blake Snell as good as Blake Snell is, he's very opinionated, right? We know this. He was not managed the way he wanted to be managed in the playoffs. Taken out of a couple of games, including a pretty big one in the World Series, while he was mowing down the other team, was not shy of alluding to it in his post-game press conferences. It happened against the A's. It happened in the World Series against the Dodgers. And this is kind of a power play here because you have a very uh, delicate situation in which an ace was taken out. Look, it's what we talked about with the World Series. It's the biggest play it is. He comes out of the game and the Dodgers win game six and win the World Series. He's mowing them down. I am not surprised at all because coming off of this, this looked to be a thorny issue. And when you have two guys who for one life raft and that's, well, Blake Snell wants to be the guy people listen to and Kevin Cash is saying, oh, no, no, I got to be the guy to stay here with some power. I can't say I'm surprised at this headline because one of of them was going to have to go. And Kevin Cash clearly is the guy that maybe has a little bit more juice right now, surprisingly. Uh, But this is not shocking to me at all that Blake Snell could be had. Uh, Steve Cohen, make a phone call.
3: Yeah, untenable situation. Uh, He didn't trust the process, right? That was what they did all year long. And while you and I, in our first glance, because we didn't do it the next day, we didn't wait 24 hours for folks to have an opinion on it. We did it in the moment saying, all right, even if this is the normal formula, don't you leave a guy that's mowing people down on the mound and let let it run its natural course. Well, they didn't. And clearly, Snell was not a fan of that. And we watched and we lip read as best we could for the radio audience uh, to keep it FCC compliant. So, yeah, this is untenable. You got to you got to stick with what the formula is in Tampa. They don't want
0: any guy that's, you know, bucking the system. And that's really where you're at. Well, and, and don't forget two other things, too. He's a Scott Boris client. So, number one, the yeah. Rays know what it's going to be to sign him to an extension. And two, remember before the season, he said, I'm not playing unless I get mine. He didn't want to split revenue. I want all mine. So, clearly, he is out. He knows, hey, I'm 27 years old. I got a five-year, $50 million contract that I signed that that I'm really blowing past right now. So, I, I really am being underpaid my value. And that's that's got to be part of it as well. Is that, look, if, if you're a great pitcher, you get a lot what you think is a lot of money, and then it gets surpassed and you realize, I'm really not getting what I should. This is how it goes, too. Look, Jacob deGrom just fired his agent because now his contract looks like a bargain compared when Garrett Cole getting the money he did. He, and J- Jacob deGrom's a much better pitcher than, than Garrett Cole is. So this happens for those reasons. But you, you throw all that into the hopper, yeah. and this is, this is not surprising at all. I will tell you, uh, Blake Snell gets traded by opening day. And, and Steve Cohen, again, make a phone call.
3: Well, it, you know my my general feeling. You signed a contract, uh, you don't want to play, you could sit home and play video games. Because remember, he made his famous I'm not going to risk my life playing. Yeah, you know, for this game, right? But so Scott Boris is his
0: agent. He tells "Listen, contracts don't matter. I'll, I'll bring in a book showing you how Blake Snell has 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 meant uh, five hundred million dollars of revenue for the Rays over the course of the past <laughs> three years." Because I'm going I'm to talk about I'm going to talk about parking. I'm going to talk about what people buy in concessions. I'm going to talk. Listen, I'm going to you want to talk about cooking books? Good God, that's, man! <laughs> that's going to be Scott Boris. Listen, I have a book that shows you that he's actually really. I mean, he's worth five hundred million dollars. I mean, are these be, zeros
3: real or are they are imaginary? You, <laughs> What's that no, last?
0: That's that comma
3: with the extra zeros. I, I don't think that should be there. <laughs> you'd be uh, out of business. They're
0: arbitrary. <laughs> they're, we're we're just we're just spitballing numbers here. <laughs> I'm sorry. You'd have no money if Blake Snell wasn't playing if you. Really. I mean, look look, look at what you made. Look at what the vendors made selling on non Blake Snell start days. Okay. <laughs> this this is Now look at what they made on Blake Snell start days. See, this is the money he pays for himself. Look at the Parking. You, if, if you increase the rate of parking to twenty-five dollars per car, hey, look, that will pay for Blake Snell. I mean, what what you have coming through pays for. Blake. He's going to have a whole book. It's going to be like 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 one of those doorstop novels, like a big Stephen King book. Here, read this. This is. Uh, th- this is what it's going to be. Blake Snell has got read all this, and this tells you why you should give Blake Snell all kinds of money. That, that's Yeah, after all
3: go. these years, I am so <laughs> washing off on you here because that is a complete harm and argument if there ever yeah. was one. But three yeah. years left on his deal, you know, yeah. you can very easily just tell him to go pound sand, right? Yeah, it's no, very no, much no. the James Harden situation is. with the Rockets.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we may it's not
3: like- want you to stay here. We may not like you, <laughs> uh, but we'll be damned if we're just going to give in
0: because you're complaining. Here you go. Here's everything. It's like when uh, when when Kaylee McEnany, Trump's press secretary, would always come in, go here, here's here's stuff the president's working on. He hand and she hands like big books to the to the reporters, going here, here's all the stuff in here. Here's the plan for education. Here's the plan for a new economy. It's all, and it's this huge book. It looks like it's going to take me forever to read that. Oh my god, there's like a thousand pages in this. I can't read this. Here you go, read it. That's Scott Boris walking in going here. This is why that's right there. You want to get rid of him. But look, can't fault a good strategy, right? I, it goes all the way back to Billy Flynn and do a little (laughs) song and dance. (laughs) But this is, this is not surprising at all that Blake Snell is potentially on the, on the trading block. And like I said, again, Steve Cohen, make a phone call. Uh, We have a big story out of the NFL. You're going to want to put a poncho
1: on to hear it coming up in 90 seconds. But first be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 PM. Eastern 7 PM. Pacific.
2: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Let's just go through something here for a couple minutes because I think we have to start getting to a fact that we knew how bad the NFC East was, but we didn't know it was going to be this bad. Now, first the fun, then the shock, then the bad. How about that? Okay. Um, The Cowboys with a shocking win yesterday. Yeah. Uh, over the Minnesota Vikings. How and sweet the, were those uniforms? They, they, they look good. They look good. The Vikings you, looked really good. I told Shapiro he gets half a win for that. Vikings, Vikings look good. Well, except for Thiel and Shoe looking like a flag. Well, that that, that didn't help anybody. No. Uh, the Cowboys are able to win the game, and it comes out today that uh, they are giving a lot of credit for inspiration and playing loose and playing well to head coach Mike McCarthy, who decided to – Inspire his team by taking out a sledgehammer at the Saturday night meeting. Players looked at him and said, What are you going to do? And he started smashing watermelons like the '90s comic Gallagher did. And the guy became an institution, uh, smashing watermelons. Uh, players joined in. McCarthy looked on. He wanted to hammer home points of emphasis, so he's telling them what they need to do, and he is sledgehammering watermelons. Can I say Mc- this? You know, whenever whenever I have this moment, and
3: people start getting up on their soapboxes, and you can see articles written about it all the time, the the concern and and consternation about hey, this guy i'm making money for unboxing things or you know kids with toys or watching people play a video game on twitch or whatever i always remind them of gallagher a man who wasn't funny by any stretch of the imagination and would just smash things with a watermelon so sold out crowds and if i'm not mistaken he also had his brother working in another town under you know the same name (laughs)
0: So, <laughs> what, are you, what are you telling me, McCarthy? What are you telling me, Gallagher was the undertaker?
3: <laughs> I'm basically saying there was a bunch of cash being made for a guy just smashing fruit. So saying that we're any dumber now or our kids are any dumber and guys are being able to steal money watching stupid things, nah, that's several
0: generations deep, my man. <laughs> Coach, why do we all wear ponchos around? Just trust me on this. We're going to do a Gallagher thing. What are you ta- are, we, are we going to Universal? What are we doing? Wait, wait, Gallagher? You mean wait, wait—the lead singer of Oasis? No, 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 no—the comedian. What? What do they you fight a about? lot? <laughs> what were his famous jokes? He didn't tell jokes. What did he do? He smashed watermelons. What else? I mean, that's what he did, and everybody laughed. Really? Yeah. It was the '90s. A lot of things were able to go go on in the '90s. People loved it. Uh, so they're smashing watermelons and the Cowboys go on and win the game. Yeah. Uh Andy Dalton has a pretty decent game coming back and 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 settling in. And now if you're looking at the NFC East, right? So we had the we have the fun, we have the shock. Now we have the craziness. Because you know who is favored, you know who I tell you right now is favored that should win the NFC East? Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. The Cowboys should win. Not because they're good cuz they stink. <laughs> Okay, but you know what? The Giants stink. The Eagles stink. And Washington stinks. They all stink. They're all bad. They're all terrible. But this is why the Cowboys should win. And think about it, because this is going to be even shocker about how bad this division is. Six wins is going to win this division. We said that a month ago, going six wins is going to win the NFC East. Now you look at it. Wait a minute, six wins is going to win the (laughs) NFC East. Trust me on it, and I'll tell you why the Cowboys are favored, all right? Look at this. You have teams that are all within a half game of each other, right? You have three at three and seven, and you have the uh, the Eagles at three, six, and one, okay? Let's look right now about getting to six wins, right? So that's got to go three and three down the stretch to get to six wins. All right, Philadelphia. They have Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas, and Washington. Okay, that's their games. they got the Seahawks, they have the Packers, they have the Saints, they have the Cardinals, they have the Cowboys, they have Washington. That is maybe two wins. Maybe. Maybe two wins. Maybe. Do they have a – and that's beating – you're talking about beating Dallas and Washington being givens, right? Who Are, are they going to beat Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona? No, they're not. No. So that's impossible for them. So they're not a- going to to Arizona's a question mark. The others, no. Right. Yeah. The Giants, right? They have Cincinnati. Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Dallas. Now, that's maybe two wins, right? Bengals without Joe Burrow, clearly. But then it's Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. That's maybe two wins. Maybe. It's almost impossible to get to three. Right? Four is absolutely impossible. So now you're saying, okay, still, six is, is the gold standard for anybody. Now you get to Washington. Right? Washington's schedule, Dallas, the Steelers, the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Panthers, and the Eagles, right? Cowboys, Steelers, 49ers, Seahawks, Panthers, Eagles. There's a chance for three there. I mean not not I mean you're you're talking about each team winning these must games when, when all the NFC East games are gonna be split. But there's a chance for three there for Washington, right? The chance that they've got Philadelphia, a chance at Dallas, a chance at either Carolina or maybe more San Francisco. So there's a chance at them for three. But now look at Dallas's schedule the rest of the way. Washington, Baltimore, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Philadelphia. And the Giants. All right? Washington, Baltimore, the Bengals, the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Giants. That's the one team that can win three games. That's the one team I could say, boy, who's got the best chance of winning three games? It's the Cowboys. Because they could beat Washington. They could beat Cincinnati. Right? Then they got San Francisco, Philadelphia, and the Giants. And those are all going to be toss-up games. So you tell me, of all the schedules... Who's the favorite and who's going to get who? who the, if you had to put money on one team, it's the schedule. Because when you're this bad, it's about who can eke out and scrape out wins, and that's the Cowboys. As bad as it's been for the Cowboys, I have them as the favorites to win the NFC East.
3: It's really a scary thought, but they also have the most playmakers in the NFC East. Right is when you can line Ezekiel Elliott out, out as a receiver, as they did early on in bunch formation, get a couple of lead blockers on the outside. Cause it's certainly better than anything they've done in between the tackles uh, for him of late Tony Pollard getting out in space and running as he did. Uh, we've been banging the drum for him quite a while. Uh, first time that Ezekiel Elliott's gone over a hundred rushing yards and well, seeming seemingly forever. I don't I don't think he's hit that mark all year. Yeah, that was a career a season high for Ezekiel Elliott this past week uh, in, in the win over Minnesota. So a big deal. You know all the wide receivers. C.D. Lamb coming into his own. Andy Dalton's got no conscience. They'll so keep winging it downfield because he knows what his role is in this team. It's auditioning for, for something else once Dak Prescott's healthy. So, yeah, I, I think it lines up pretty well. The defenses for Washington and New York might have something to say about how far you get to the over on here. Uh, But the inside track is there. We know Philadelphia is a bunch of infighting. I want to hear what Doug Peterson had to say uh, on his latest radio. Show. I'll have to go download the podcast of that later and listen to that because <laughs> is it another 72%? What's the percent this time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Twitter and how about a fresco? Mike gets swollen dome. Just think about that. The Cowboys are the favorites now to win the NFC East after as awful as it's been. They were, th- they were one step away from saying, maybe we can get Trevor Lawrence. And now they're going to be the favorites to win the NFC. You just got to get to six wins. Uh, that, is an, that is an amazingly low bar to set. Oh, Twitter at how about a fresca Mike get swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico studios. Still 24-17 Rams with the lead over the Buccaneers. Twelve and a half to go in the fourth quarter. We'll keep you updated on that. But straight ahead, did one college football team duck another team this past weekend by saying we can't play because of COVID? Woof. That story is red hot. It's next right here. Fox.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: We're going to start with the watermelon.
1: Ah! There you go, Mike McCarthy. (laughs) Everybody
0: wear ponchos. Now let's get out there and win. (laughs) Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios. Rams still lead the Bucks, 24-17. Ten and a half to go in the fourth quarter. Still, in the words of my dad, Walt Smith, a lot of golf left. Uh, outside of the NFL... A huge story today that really gained a lot of momentum after this weekend. Uh, Florida State and Clemson had their game postponed as a Clemson player, uh, tested positive for for COVID-19. And Florida State head coach Mike Norville said, listen, we don't want to play it. We don't know anything about this. So the game got postponed. Dabo Sweeney, head coach of Clemson, was not very happy with this and insinuated that Florida State was trying to duck Clemson. In other words, they knew they were going to get pasted, so they didn't want to go and play this game. Here's Dabo Sweeney from this weekend. This game was not canceled because of COVID. COVID was just an excuse to cancel the game. And to be honest with you, I don't think it has anything to do with their players. I have no doubt that their players wanted to play and would have played. And same with the coaches. To me, the Florida State administration forfeited the game. And if they want to play Clemson, in my opinion, they need to come to Clemson or they need to pay for all expenses. Other than that, there's no reason for us to play them.
1: We were there, we were ready, and we met the standards.
0: Okay, uh, not really. You know, let, let's, just, let, let's just understand. Just because someone says something doesn't mean that it's the truth. Mike Norville, head coach of Florida State today, said, listen, this was a medical decision. I don't know why Dabo Sweeney is so upset. We were presented with this information, and we decided to postpone the game. Now, how did it come down? Clemson traveled with a player. Who had already been experiencing COVID symptoms. All right, now they could have left this player at home. They could have they could have gotten all their tests back before they left. In fact, that's what many teams do. You know, many teams sit around on a Friday and they take their final COVID tests and they wait and they wait for the results and then they travel and they go to wherever they're going to play a game. Now it sucks you have to do that, but this is 2020. Clemson did not do that. Clemson just decided we're going to go. All right, this is a player who they didn't have to bring with them. They could have done it differently, but they did. Didn't. This is something that happened late on a Friday night. You had a player around the team all week who just tested positive for COVID-19. And you're faced with this decision saying, what do you want to do as COVID-19 just rares its head again in the United States over the course of the past couple of weeks? We're in the teeth of the fall relapse that Dr. Fauci warned about so much. So, no, I, I don't think this was Florida State ducking uh, Clemson. Florida State's gotten waxed every single game they've played Mike they're two and six they're expected to lose to Clemson by 50 so it's not like oh this is a game that maybe we left. no they're expected to lose and, and they probably were going to lose this just shows you that there's different schools with different priorities when it comes to COVID-19 uh, some schools are different than others Clemson we're ready to go play no matter what and, and we didn't really do everything we should have done as far as COVID protocols Florida State says Ooh, I don't know maybe it's a little weird for us we're in the middle of the wave all right, You travel with a symptomatic player. You didn't need to do that. What would you do if this was a Friday night thing and your decision is made on Saturday morning? Uh, that's why there was no game. This is not, oh, uh, they just want to duck us and not play at all. Again, Florida State's 2-6. and six. They're expected to lose, and he's not going to keep his job or get fired no matter what the outcome of this game is Saturday. This is not a tipping point.
3: Yeah, I think it was a, what, five-touchdown uh, dog uh, for the Seminoles in this one. So, you know, the curiosity is... According to different reports, uh, it all comes back to the same base. Player was symptomatic but tested negative twice during the week. Well, what symptoms, right? I mean, do we just automatically assume COVID-19 if the guy's got the sniffles or running a little bit of a fever? Because he tested negative twice before the positive test came up. So so that that's one of the questions, right? Do you just always have to err if the guy's not feeling 100% he just doesn't travel? Because that, that's a dangerous precedent to set for future Seasons as well, right? Uh, or perhaps that, that becomes the standard. If you're not feeling 100, you're out. And we can always get to different motivations uh, of why different procedures are all over the place. I read a, a, an article saying that Sunday was the heaviest flight travel date since March 16th. Mm-hmm. Should you be able to just get on a plane right now if we're going to go down that road? <laughs> so, I mean, there, there's lots of questions to be asked about these things. To say that Florida State was just ducking them for that reason because of the one positive, no. I think that this was one of just looking at what the potential ramifications are. And I, I think if you really came down with the result of, hey, they've got to take the L for it, I don't know how many people are going to complain or care. Because I think you or just have the team captains play it on uh, – well, no, there's no college football game that you could play uh, right now so you know i have to sub in madden with uh you know we'll just play just play it
0: we'll just play it online we'll we'll, we'll watch the streaming version of it and see what simulate happens. it like listen i'll let i'll let blake ago. I'll, I'll let blake snell play clemson and somebody else could play florida state and that's how we do it no <laughs> so one got blake snell anybody. back in nicely done uh big happenings going on in tampa right now we got it for you next on fox